Welcome to the Gridiron Crew Podcast, an NFL podcast made in Scotland by NFL lovers. This is the Preview Crew, and I'm your host, Keith McGinty. We are now available as a podcast to download however you access your favourite pods, and we're live across Twitter, YouTube, and for the first time, Twitch. Hi, Lemmy. Love you. All week, we've been building up to the climax of an incredible season. Tonight, we're going to have a roundup of the latest news in the NFL, talking about the latest Super Bowl information and make our own alternative predictions for Sunday night's game. But I can't do this alone and I'm delighted to say that I'm joined by our most offensive crew members, Danny, Studs and Stu. Due to te- Twitter technical difficulties, the opening of the recording has been lost. However, we started by talking about the recent Kansas City Chiefs preview pod that we recorded. Enjoy. Um, Studs, how did you find the the conversation go? Uh, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, to be perfectly honest, it was obviously. I mean, listening to those two guys, you've seen some. Um, they've seen some <laughs> some total dross quarterbacks, especially when you're listening to how far back Dave's um, Chiefs fandom goes back, and uh, and then obviously Brad and. Um, I mean, this, this is a guy, I've followed him on Twitter for a while and I know him from, he's been part of the Arrowheads Abroad podcast, he's now obviously doing, he's across the pond podcast, but um, he was also in the, he was at the last Super Bowl that the Chiefs won in Miami, and I think they just this, three of the guys from the Arrowheads Abroad just decided they were going to fly over, and I think they actually entered a competition over in Miami and won tickets to the Super Bowl. Um, it was Maybe. there was some kind of crazy story about it, but uh, the fact that they got to go there and, and witness witness that was must have been incredible for those guys. So listening to those stories and, and obviously talking Chiefs for an hour was was fantastic. Guys, that'll be us in twenty. Well, what Super Bowl sixty? We'll have make that the target for we all get the the crew over for the that Super Bowl. We get invited over. We get our own wee posh wee padded bit out there. Um, Danny, you last night hosted the Eagles preview pod. Um, that, that looked a great good laugh. Um, how did it go for you? It was class. It was mental. Liam and Drake in particular, you just couldn't get a word in edges. But I was happy with that. I was happy just to let those guys go. Their knowledge, their enthusiasm for the Eagles and the game was apparent for all to hear and to see. Uh, absolutely loved it. Liam had a bit of a deadline, but I think... Uh, after his bottle of red wine, he was more than happy to put in an extra 20 minutes, go that <laughs> extra time. And that was the first victory that the Eagles had over the Chiefs this week. We went an extra five minutes longer. <laughs> so that, that was good. But no, it was we, we, Danny. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just saying My, <laughs> uh, our podcast. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, was, I was forced into making my prediction last night. I made it. I will got to stick to it. Uh, and yeah, I'm sure we'll get to that by the end of this uh, show as well. But yeah, no, it was it was a brilliant podcast. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, really good group of guys. So no, good. It's really getting me fired up for this game. I have Probably to say, it, oh, I was just going to say, Keith. I have to say, as like a, a neutral fan, uh, I listened to both the, the podcasts this week, and um, I caught up with the Eagles one this uh, earlier on today. Uh, before I came on this one, and they're both fantastic listens. So if you've not checked them out yet, make them part of your listening this weekend uh, before the Super Bowl because they are really good for summarising some of the you know the narratives and what's going to be happening in the game. I would just- also recommend watching Eagles one on YouTube. Uh, you will see in the background at one point Drake has to mute himself and go chase his kids <laughs> run about the garden in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> And <laughs> it's tremendous viewing, so I highly recommend that. Oh, fantastic. Uh, it really was good. Um, that's us, guys. Just while we're on the, the podcast just now, we've just had our 500 follower on Twitter, um, which is wonderful because we are doing our prize giveaway over on Twitter just now. If you go to at Grid Iron Crew, follow us. Um, retweet the pin tweet that we have there, which is our Super Bowl giveaway. The first prize that we have is an NFL Nike game jersey, um, up to the value of £100. Our second prize is an NFL bobble hat of your choice. And our third prize is a Wilson NFL ball. I've got one up behind us there. 
Um, that's my Nike one, but I've got a couple of um, the Wilson ones behind us ready to go. So get involved. It's totally free. Um, hopefully just it brings you into the, the crew and you get to know and love and appreciate us just like we do with all our, our fans and uh, there. Um, but that's not us. We've, we've, we've got a busy, busy weekend ahead of us. Over the, the next couple of nights, we'll do some Twitter spaces. Um, hopefully we'll get some of the wider crew members involved in that. And then on Sunday, we're going to have a live build-up to the match. Many of the crew members were all meeting up. Danny, um, you want to tell us a bit about that? Well, where we're meeting up? We're meeting up. We're Glasgow. Are we? Round. We're heading out. <laughs> yeah, we are. No, I'm only kidding. Uh, no, yeah, we are. I'm, I, I guess Murdo. No, no, I was going to say Murdo and I will be heading off first, but with Brian from the far, far north. He's got his long drive down the A9 or whatever it is to come back to Glasgow. He's got him the weekend. Murdo and I are coming down as well. We've got to start early in Glasgow, go for a bite to eat, just get those stomachs lined before we start hitting some of Glasgow's finest, some big juicy, just to get us going, get us into the mood. Then we will all kick back, we'll all get together, we will have an absolute cracking podcast. I'm pretty sure everybody's going to be absolutely buzzing for it by this point. Studs, wee bumhole, we're absolutely making buttons, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he's going to be strung high, so I'm looking forward to taking the utter piss right out of him. Uh, and sure, then, Kev will be the same as well, remember? Kev's too laid back for that. He, he, he'll, he'll keep it on the inside. You'll never know. He, he'll not even break sweat. Right? I'm too uh, yeah. easy to up. <laughs> and then we are off. I think we're going to the is that the Alia? It's pronounced Alia Casino in Springfield mm-hmm. Key area, sort of thing in Glasgow. We'll go in there. I'm sure we'll have a great time. We'll all be kitted out, cheering every touchdown, every pass, every sack of Patrick Mahomes. I mean, every sack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just getting you going the new studs. I'm keeping it going. I'm building it. But so I am. I cannot wait. Uh, a wee night over for me, and then I'll see how I am fair to drive the next day. But I am guessing I'm not going to be fit enough to drive for at least 24 hours after <laughs> what I intend to consume. There's only so much wings can soak up eh, in that time, isn't there? Eh, thoroughly looking forward to it, mate. It'll be a right good laugh, and, and we'll do our prize draw on Sunday um, prior to the, the match. So already Sunday will be some people will be really happy and winning before the game's even kicked off. Right, time for our kick-off question to get it started. Uh, I never asked you, what one do you want to go for? Number one or number two? Studs, it's your big weekend, you can choose. I've, I've no idea, I've not even had a chance to look at the question. So we'll just pick one. Sort of. <laughs> one or two, come on, there's only two choices. Gunny head, gunny head. Listen, it's got a... Um... Everybody feels better after number two, so you've got to go number, number two. two. <laughs> number two, it is. Number two. Stuart, was it yourself that posted this into the the chat the other day? Um, no, it, it wasn't me. But uh, I was I was drawing some flack for what I'll give you as part of my answer. So I'll save that for a few seconds. But was it you, Danny? It. So who posted it in. Yeah, I'll take credit for it. Uh, I'm not <laughs> sure what it is, but I'll take credit. Is is it smart? Because it seems like something I might come out with. Uh, Oh yeah, it was me who posted it. So I'm, I'm definitely taking credit for this one. <laughs> Th- this one is going. I thought it was you. <laughs> I, I yeah, I don't know. Sorry, Keith. I'm going to jump in here for it. Bet eight eight eight. Come up. What was your ideal Super Bowl viewing experience? You've got fifteen dollars to spend, and you had the whole list. I don't know if you've got it there, Keith. But in the back of that, we had some amount of arguments going on in our WhatsApp group. People talking about cauliflower. Well, <laughs> we were getting to that. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just had to jump in there two-footed first, take you right out of the waist, because that is not on. <laughs> sorry, I continue, think... you can continue, Keith, with the actual question. I think just vent that anger, yeah. get that out of there first. <laughs> okay, so this, was, um, this is what a, a Twitter account posted. Build your dream Super Bowl Sunday. You've got £15 to spend. But it was looking at um, some of the, the options that he had there. So whether you're watching the game, you're watching at home, your local sports bar in the host city, uh, nosebleed seats or in a VIP box. What's your snack of choice? Cauliflower wings, okay, uh, chips and dip, mac and cheese, pulled pork sliders or chicken wings. thought there would only be one winner there, of course. Uh, who are you watching it with? Your partner who hates sport, <laughs> uh, your team's rival fans, on your own, all your mates or your all-time favourite player. 
Uh, what are you wearing? Are you wearing your referee's uniform? Stu, I think that one's for you. Being a, I think that's worth for studs. He's a little over three. I've got several behind me. He's wearing one right now. I wasn't even going there. I'm just like, yes, referee. Referee's uniform, novelty pyjamas, vintage sweater, NFL jersey, or custom leather jacket. That's more Brian, isn't it? The custom leather jacket. And who's performing at halftime? Is it Harry Styles, Adele, the Foo Fighters, Drake, or Taylor Swift? Um, Danny, who what were you going for? What was your what was your your choice there? Right, there, there's two main things, right? Okay. It's the VIP box with your mates. Because anything else after that, I don't care. Right. I don't even need to I don't need to wear clothes. And to be honest, I'm gonna be that drunk probably at halftime. <laughs> I don't even care who's singing. But if we're going to be forced into it, I could be tempted then to jump to say the Foo Fighters, right? And I'm happy to go maybe a bit of chip and dip and I'll wear some pajamas or referee uniform, whatever the one for one dollar is, right? Yeah, to me that works. At the end of the day, as massive NFL fans, we all love it here. We, you know, it's bucket list stuff we're talking about here. You want to be in a VIP box in, say, Phoenix, Arizona, right now this weekend. We all your mates. What, what else is there to do in the world? Sorry, like, that would go like you know. I'm, I'm not going to go in this one about rating kids' births and stuff like that, but it'd definitely be at the top. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, what were you studs? What were you going for? I think again, as Danny says, a VIP box. You know, for you, I think we've all been in a VIP box, and at some point, whether it be at Motherwell or another football team in Scotland, um, you know, the drinks are going to be flowing. So, a VIP box is is definitely the way to go. Um, I, I genuinely sit. What it, there was, I was conflicted with who I was watching it with, and the reason being is you're all there's, there's a ghost at your house, studs. Ah, that'll be a duck. He's like, ah, how come you're not taking my walk? <laughs> so, normally, when recently I've been listening to you guys and taking my walk at the same time, but uh, now nah, I think, as I said, the your favorite NFL player for me, I think, would make it really interesting, but the conflicted side of me says that. Well, right now, obviously, my favourite NFL player the new is probably between Patrick Holmes and Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones, just because the guy's a <laughs> fucking beast the new, and he's eating some, he's eating people every week. So, uh, if you're going to be sitting watching one of them, your team's not playing, so there's a conflict in that side there. But um, and I, I'm I'm with Danny. I think your mates is going to get the most banner. You're going to have an absolute fucking volley at time if you're listening to your mate sitting with your mates. Absolutely wrecked, and then genuinely nothing else really matters apart from apart from that side. I'm more concerned about the fact that Taylor Swift is more expensive than the Foo Fighters. That was going to be my point. I was about to, or even Drake. That. Don't dare. <laughs> who, who, who is Drake? Don't dare. Drake's uh, Canadian, and he's the curse of many a sports franchise. You probably don't want him there at halftime, actually, or ruin it. <laughs> get, get, get him in the bin. <laughs> no, I mean, but uh, no, I. Foo Fighters. Things like this don't happen to people like me every day, or whatever it was he said in his ridiculous acceptance speech. Like, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> oh, nah, like, oh, sorry, Mr. Privilege. Like, <laughs> sorry, but I. Uh, the Foo Fighters ahead of are cheaper than Taylor Swift for me is just bizarre. Taylor Swift is the, the genius songwriter of our generation, and it's about time that you recognise son and bowed at the feet of our, our, our Arian Queen. Uh, she Come is on, fantastic. She, <laughs> did you just say Arian Queen? <laughs> I don't know if you can say that. I don't think I meant that. No, I thought you meant mean, What kind of podcast is this turning into? You meant Targaryen Queen. Jesus. <laughs> Aye, Targaryen but, Queen. Targaryen but, Queen is what I meant. Targaryen, you said Aryan Queen. Aye, right, move on, right. Moving on, moving on. Keeps a closet Nazi. Hold on, hold on. I've got a feeling that's got to be the least controversial thing coming up in this section, so... Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> Go for it, we've, been, we've been holding back too long. What are you oh. going to be eating at your Super Bowl party? Well, hold on here. Like, I need to, I need to clarify this. Because... My, my whole stance was based on this poll's kind of broken. 
because the top place you can watch it is a VIP box. So my theory with the VIP box is after having been in, you know, a few for NHL games, you get unlimited food anyway, so you can have whatever you want. So I said, Ooh, I'll have the chicken around. wings and the cauliflower wings. It wasn't I was choosing cauliflower wings over chicken. I would never do that. But what I was saying as well was cauliflower wings are very tasty as an accompaniment for chicken wings. Why not have both? Why not have both? <laughs> Look at the disgusted Danny's face, honestly. He's still disgusted. <laughs> do, you know, do you know who stood up for me? The only person who stood up for me was the stinking Browns fan. Brian! <laughs> Why am I not surprised? And Smudger. Smudger stuck up for me too, but Brian! <laughs> uh, just, I, I, I've got nothing to say you, to be honest. I, I think this is the end of our friendship. I'm just, I'm just glad there's about 8,000 miles between us right now, because I, I don't intend to come round and give you a right good thrashing. You know what? Come, come to my house, I'll make cauliflower wings for you, and you can try them, and you will like them. I bet your arse I will not get near them. Why? Just why? Why do people intend like, oh, look, we've got cauliflower rice. It tastes just like rice. No, it doesn't. It tastes like cauliflower and it's shit, right? So, <laughs> well, I'm not oh, trying to say that the cauliflower wings taste like chicken wings. That's why I've got chicken wings too. Exactly. <laughs> why not just keep chicken and coat them in Frank's hot sauce and we'll all have a great time. Do the cauliflower as well. Leave the cauliflower <laughs> in the ground where it belongs or feed it to your rabbit, right? It just right. should not be on a plate near a super. <laughs> For, uh, more, for more cooking tips, you right. can follow Stu <laughs> on his, uh, his TikTok with his air fryer uh, adventures there. Right, um, you... Moving right. swiftly on. <laughs> moving Taylor swiftly on. Taylor swiftly on. We're done with the food. Um, let's have a wee look at the news. Let's have a wee look at the news wow. for this week. Um, Roger Goodell, nice shy retiring man. You hardly ever hear from him. Uh, he was on this week. Um, of course, it's the run-up to the Super Bowl, so he's got to get his... Uh, He's tupping worth in. He was talking about the refs, saying that they are of the highest standard that they've ever been. Um, is that something you agree with? I'll quote his studs then for this one, um, being a Kansas City Chiefs fan and big fan of the refs. Are you happy with the standard of officiating this season? <laughs> oh, that Danny's getting stretched out there up at the top. He's desperate to hear this one. <laughs> Listen, I, I think I did say on a previous pod there's been decisions went against every single team this season there's been times where I've been shouting at the refs with for missed calls it's just desperate to jump in as well as and that even in if we're focusing solely in the Bengals game I'd even said I think there was missed problem missed holds on both sides um to be perfectly honest <laughs> the missed block in the back was the obvious one. And I did mention it stood during the game, the Frank Clark one on Joe Burrow, which was, I mean, that was, to say that was egregiously missed is, is beyond laughable. So I think being a referee myself, I do totally agree with your statement at the end of the day in terms of we are humans, mistakes are going to be made. And I know I've said in our chat in the past, uh, maybe it's a bit of naivety for me, but I, from a referee standpoint, I don't think a referee goes into one game to favour favour the other. Um, I would like to believe that's not the case because, okay, obviously I referee amateur level and I do it because I enjoy it. I love it. These guys are doing it at professional level. They're not. It's not their full time job at the end of the day. They're doing it because they've got a love for the game. Of course, they're going to make mistakes. I do think we need to cut them a bit of slack, and but then. You're talking about how do they get better? Then that falls on the NFL to start uh, provide them better training for me. Yeah, there goes to uh, Stars is coming out with the the old that'll even itself out over the course of a season. Are you do you want to throw that party line there? You know what I said I was over it with the Cincinnati <laughs> and the Kansas Chiefs, you know the Chiefs game, um, and I'm gonna stick to that it's in the past i can't do anything about it now these are sometimes these things you have to let them go uh the one thing i will say uh, and it's just like an observation of all professional sports now and this is where i actually feel a bit sorry for the referees when you're you know you're not seeing like the egregious mistakes it's just the missed holds and things like that sport is played at such a high level now and it's so fast because obviously you guys all know i watch the nhl and i'm big into that Hockey is mm -hmm. so quick, even compared to what it was 
like you know, twenty years has seen like a massive improvement in terms of like player agility, speed, whatever. And people are mad in the NHL all the time as well. Every single night, it's always like the refs missed this, the refs missed that. There's so many cameras. How can they not do this? It's like, well, there's only so many things that are reviewable by camera. And hockey stops so much, and football stops so often as well. You know, as uh, just using those as the kind of main points. I think just with the level that the athletes are at now, sometimes it is hard for the referees. And I don't know if you just need to train harder and be fitter, studs. Is that maybe what it is? You just need to. For me, I. <laughs> <laughs> well, I probably need to stop drinking, but hey, I. <laughs> no, no, but I mean, even then, like the NFL level, it's like these guys have worked hard to get where they are. Um, in terms of like the whole fixed games and dodgy decisions and things happening, I do think it's kind of hard to do because I remember talk. There was a guy I spoke to when I um, at work years ago, when an American guy, and he was uh, a referee in the NFL as well. Uh, he was out working in Saudi Arabia and obviously in the off-season. And he was telling me how it worked, like in terms of when they get their games at the weekend. He's like, oh yeah, basically during the season, on a Wednesday night, I'll leave my house. And uh, he lived in uh, uh, Portland or whatever he was up that way. So he would basically leave his house. He would get taken in a car to the airport. He would fly to another city so that, you know, he, he wouldn't know if he was doing the Thursday night game or not. And then in the morning mm -hmm. of the Thursday, he would find out if he was refereeing that game. And then he would then get flown. If he wasn't, he would then get another set of tickets. He would get flown somewhere else and he would stay there till the Saturday night. Still wouldn't know what game he was doing. Then he would get his tickets on Sunday morning to fly him to wherever he was actually meant to be going. He was like, you would be in a kind of area, like, you know, a geographic area. So you'd know I'm probably doing a Northeast game or whatever, but mm -hmm. you don't know what game you're doing until it's kind of closer to the time. See, that that's well. bonkers to me. Do you know what I mean? It's like, how are you meant to mentally prepare from a referee mm -hmm. standpoint if oh. you are constantly moving um, before a game and you're not known until a couple of hours before kickoff? I mean, mental preparation, even for a, a player's perspective, is massive. Right. These guys are making game-changing decisions. It's mental preparation is huge. Um, so to be bounced about, uh, that's not fair. That's not right. Yeah. I was just going to say, I'll proviso that with, uh, obviously, for games like the Super Bowl and that, the crews, you know, they're announced in Aye. advance. So, you know, the big games, like who's going to be doing the playoff games and all that stuff. But I think this was more regular season. So, One of the um, listeners that we've got, a guy I used to work with, Dan Connor, who's a massive Cowboys fan, hopefully get him on the, the podcast um, over the summer holidays. His dad used to be a referee in the NFL Europe games. Um, so maybe interesting if we could get a, a chat with him sometime to see their perspective. One of the things that I'd heard this week when I was listening to other podcasts was um, how people are feeling sorry for the referees because they're under so much scrutiny and the amount of cameras that are at games and how quickly replays can be can be brought back up. And it's almost a thankless job where eventually it'll probably end up going to on just being all done via camera, by VAR. We've seen it with the football um, in Scotland this season, how VAR is pretty much taking something special away from it, that, that spontaneity. Is it something that you'd like to see a wee bit more of, actually having like the, the Sky uh, referee? Um, or would you rather that just these guys accept that they're going to make mistakes? Um, or would you happy to, be, to continue as we are? Who, me? Oh, sorry. Yeah, Danny. I, I'm just that was a long-winded question. Sorry, mate. I'm just thinking there's far too much love for referees here. I think they're all fucking cheats, right? <laughs> and, if they're, and if they're no cheats, they're just completely incompetent at best. I'm sorry, but they've been absolutely atrocious this year. Even Jamar Chase called them out today in the, around the NFL. He, he was a wee bit uh, podcasted. He was a wee bit more tactful with it because he knows he'll probably end up getting fined. But he did pretty much say... They cost us, and I agree. And it's not been, it's not even that game, it's been throughout the whole season. There's been just been terrible calls, and just about the, the most you know, mundane games Texans versus the Titans, or something like that. It's not worth anything. They're still missing calls, so it's not just the big games, it's every game, and they're consistently bad. They need something done about it. I'd be, I'd be happy to get rid of them all. Go and go to Skynet. 
go to, go to the, the guy, Miles, <laughs> what's, what's he called? The guy that breathes and can't even breathe right in Terminator 2, and then because he gets shot. I'd go get him. Go go and get a whole, a whole load of robot referees and do it properly. <laughs> right? just, just get robots in to referee because they'll do it right. At the end of the day, right, this is a multi-billion dollar business, right? And all of that, like how much time and effort we put into watching this, we put our hearts and souls in this, just to get it broke by some dick dressed as a zebra who can't see something <laughs> that's happening three yards in front of him. So I am well against them. I want a revolution to harm. I think Roger Goodell has allegedly perhaps been, you know, maybe furnished his palm with some paper <laughs> of some description with some president's heads on it or something because... It is an absolute farce. They've not been better. They're, they're getting worse, and they seem right. to get worse every year, allegedly. See on Rock how this one's going to end with a, a TD-1000 <laughs> getting lowered into some molten lava, giving a, 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 a touchdown. Uh, Are you, there. you, you the big one in Robocop? The big egg. Ed uh, 209. You have five seconds to comply. I want to see I want to see Kalina getting lowered into the, the lava, giving the thumbs up on the way down because he was the only good referee. Oh, <laughs> just just firing flags at them. Jared. <laughs> <laughs> T1000 or Jeremy Bogar or whatever he's called, you know, there is no, um, let's, you know, we might as well bow down to our, you know, our AI overlords now because it's going to happen. <laughs> we might as well just go for it. See, on the Roger Goodell side, do you honestly think he is going to come out and slate the referees in a public forum as in Media Row Super Bowl week when the whole world is watching? What's going on in the NFL? The build up to the game, they've had a week of quiet, and now they're on this. There is no way Roger Goodell is going to come out and say the officiating's been worse. He may go behind closed doors and say, By the way, that was bullshit. What I said, he's better get this sorted. Because if he goes out publicly and does that, the refs will go and strike at all sorts. He'll have no referees, and there'll be no NFL games next year if he come out publicly and says that. Right, they probably ship them into Luxembourg in different leagues like they did in Scotland. Bring in the Romanian refs, and it's like, who's won, who's won the Super Bowl this year? Dinamo Bucharest. <laughs> <laughs> now, hold on. Um, I do have one nice thing to say about the refs and officiating recently. John the Pro Bowl, it was absolutely <laughs> excellent. <laughs> See that whole that Huntley trying to run it in sequence, and then the rest are like, "Nah, you can't do that." Pal. <laughs> that was <laughs> you're in a no run zone. So that was brilliant. <laughs> the Pro Bowl oh, refs okay. were po- right. that's the positive. The Pro Bowl refs. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I genuinely think I do take Danny's point on board. Right? See, the thing is, we've all sat and watched our teams, probably more specifically than the rest of the games. Right? No. I know Danny's going to go to the Vikings and say that that game the referee screwed us and Hunter um, Henry was a catch. See, so, but again, I'm pretty sure that in watching our teams, we can obviously Stu's going to go to the championship game. But there's been games in the season where I know I've been frustrated that referees in Kansas City games. <laughs> Keith, I'm sure whether you were watching the Packers or the Seahawks, then you would have been, been able to pick out instances. I'll be honest, that, that was just Rogers screwing up. I'll be honest, my, a man at the, the back there, Big DK, get away with a couple uh, towards ah. the end of the season. So, um, Who, was uh, it Jalen, Jalen Ramsey? He, he grabbed his face mask. <laughs> aye, aye, kind of aye. aye. Oh, we, had, the, Jesse Bates said, we had Jesse Bates uh, getting the, um, the Oscar. You remember for his performance? Oh, he's like, oh no, no, well. <laughs> we want to make the change who, who, who in time. <laughs> who was that against, Stu? Who was that against? Was it no use? See what we're saying about shit even in it, Stu? Do you yeah. start to Anywho, moving swiftly on. Next topic, he's next topic. <laughs> <laughs> And moving swiftly on. Um, the Hall of Fame, um, the Hall of Fame candidates have been announced. The finalists have been announced, but we'll maybe have a wee look at that next week. I think we move on to the the main course. The main uh, we've had all our appetizers. We're on to the the main feast um, of the this week, and it is this weekend Super Bowl. Is it cauliflower wings? We, or? 
<laughs> the cauliflower bowl. We, <laughs> we have been building up to this all, all year. It's um, it's been an incredible season. At times, it feels like it's absolutely flown in. Um, um, I'm really looking forward to the match on on Sunday. The preview pods have just really wet my appetite, um, and I'm I'm just desperate to to get to it. Last season's was was entertaining. It was a bit yeah. But one sided in the end, but um, I'm looking forward to this one. This looks like a, a battle, Clash of the Titans, big time. Um, what we're looking forward to most then for the, the game on Sunday is there any key matchups, um, players on either side that you're looking forward to? Um, what are you looking forward to most about it then? Um, Stu, I'll come to you first. I think. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with the battle of the lines. I know you guys talked about it extensively on both those podcasts uh, during the week there, and that for me is the main story of this. Will the Chiefs' O line hold up against that Eagles' defensive line? Like, can they do it? Are they going to keep Mahomes away? I know he's now uh, practiced in full, so hopefully he's over the. You know, he didn't look too bad against us. Like you did mm-hmm. see him second guessing sometimes when he was going to run, and he would have a bit of a whoa, here we go. But he still looked very mobile against us. So hopefully, for the sake of the game, he's even better this weekend. But if I'm the Eagles, the first thing I'm going to be doing early on is trying to get him moving, just to see yeah. how okay. you know how flexible he is with that ankle. Testing the legs, shoes, yeah. testing. Test, well, test no, the no. <laughs> test the face mask or whatever it was that Grant was talking about. But, um, no, I no, that I was your hero, Chrissy Boyd, that started that one, and it just filtered oh, into the chat. <laughs> He's kind of went down in my books quite a bit since he retired. So. The further he's moved away from Kelly, the further down that Chris Boyd is went. You have a Chris Boyd, do you know? Is he still there? At the Chiefs? Uh, is he gone now? I think he's gone. Oh, was a Chris shame. Boyd kicking about, to be fair, because we were making jokes about it. Aye. Anywho, <laughs> back to what I was talking about. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see that. But then also the other side, it's going to be interesting to see what that the Chiefs' defence can do to what's probably the best O-line, at least for pass protection in the league. Currently, because I mean, I know we basically had the equivalent of me and Brian, like starting the uh, left and right tackle versus the Chiefs, but you guys were shredding us. Like uh, Chris Jones yeah. was on fire, so it'll be interesting to see if he can keep that going. Because obviously, big game, he's a big, a big game player. So I, I want to see what the the Chiefs' defense can do against the against the, uh, the Eagles' offensive line as well. So that for me is the big battle. Yeah, there's so many. Like wee stories that are coming up, um, Danny, this weekend, the, the, the brothers that are facing against each other, um, the battle, the wide receivers, the quarterbacks, uh, the first two black quarterbacks to, to face each other in a, a Super Bowl final as well. So many interesting wee stories. What one are you most looking forward to? I want to see what's going to happen with the Kansas City wide receivers. They're bit banged up going up against that secondary with Brandon Ayuk. I've mentioned that a couple of times saying that, you know, they're finally that passing game is going to expose the Eagles defence. And again, we touched on it in the last night's pod. Potentially, you know, fine well with the genius that is Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes behind there. You know, do you double team Kelsey? Does that free up a MVS or a Juju? But again, I didn't see tonight's injury report, but the last I seen, I think Juju was full practice. Uh, Tony was limited practice. Obviously, to finish that Bengals game, severely banged up. How would they got to go up against James Bradbury, Darius Slay, uh, Avanti Maddox, uh, you know, Gardner Johnson? That's a pretty good secondary in there. Uh, and that's the that's a matchup. I, I can't agree with Stu. I absolutely love the lines. That's got to be fascinating to watch. Mm-hmm. Both sides, both all lines, D lines, battling off again against each other. I think I've got number one, number two there, both sides. Uh, but it will be. I'm. I'm just because I think this is where this game can be won or lost. I think it's down to you know. Can you rely in Marcus Valdez Scanlon to actually have the ball? I guess to win it in the big mm-hmm. stage. You obviously had an absolute game in that championship matchup. But again, when you maybe look at Ty, uh, Tyreek Hill in the past. You know, making these big plays. If Tony's a bit banged up, he's not fully fit. He never seems to be fully fit at that. Juju's maybe not quite there either. 
for me, that will be interesting because that's, I think, how Casey win this game. They need Mahomes magic with Kelsey doing his thing, but they also need a other wide receiver to have an absolute day. And I think it then comes out, can that secondary really put the brakes on some of those speedy uh, wideouts that they've got there? So that's the one I cannot wait to see. Studs, um, one of the big stories, of course, and I just touched on it earlier, was the Kelsey brothers um, facing off against one another. Um, before we get to your own personal one, what do, what do you make? Who do you think is going to be the one that comes out on top in that battle? Oh, obviously, I'm hoping for Travis uh, Kelsey to be the one that comes out, comes out on top. And I do think it's, it's one of the ones, and I know Danny and the guy says on the pod last night, just how do you stop him? Um, do you know what I mean? It always seems to go open, whether you double team or double team him or not. He always seems mm-hmm. to find space. Um, but again, Jason Kelsey has been frightening um, for not even just this year, for a number of years. He has been the anchor for that O line um, for probably his whole time in um, in Philadelphia. So he is fascinating watching. Even in the let me think, what was it? The divisional game. Oh, the Giants were coming in, bigging themselves up. They were mm-hmm. con- Giants were confident coming into that game against the Eagles and probably maybe mouthing off a wee bit. And again, I think they had every right to be confident. They played well against the Vikings. They made it to the playoffs. But watching Jason Kelsey deal with what the Giants thought was a very good D-line and um, big sexy Dexy, he was getting swung about like an empty pack of fags. Um, do you know what I mean? They just <laughs> and again, it's not there was a size difference. Look at the size difference in the two of them. It was like Kelsey's so much weird, but he just absolutely dominated them. So I think, and again, Brad and um, Dave kind of touched on it. Looking at what the Chiefs done with the Bengals, mixing up the looks on the D line. Um, moving Chris Jones around and we moved him around a lot against the Bengals, leaving that gap where the centre didn't really know where he, who, right, who am I blocking, which way am I going? If we can get that kind of miscommunication into that Eagles um, O-line, then I think that's going to be key. Um, for me, again, Chris Jones, I think you're looking at him to have a massive game. He's, he's probably been the most disruptive nose tackle in the game this year. And I include Aaron Donald in that statement. I think Chris Jones has had a... I think Chris Jones, from that, that position standpoint, I don't think there's anybody touching him eh, this year. Do you know what I mean? And again, Frank Clark is three sacks away from being the all-time sack leader in the postseason. This guy, again, we mentioned it in the pod on Tuesday, he seems to have a habit of picking up in the postseason to, to the extent where you're watching him in the regular season and you're like, ah, well... If we cut Frank Clark, I'm not that worried about it. And then he starts getting into the postseason. It's like, oh, wait a minute. Clark sacked him again. Oh, aye, there's Frank Clark again. Wait, shit, there he's again. And you're like, actually, do you know what? Do we just keep him and just deal with the pre the regular season stuff and just let him fly in the in the postseason? So um, I think these guys are all going to be key. And again, Danny's touched on it. For me, it is going to be fascinating watching these rookies go up against... Um, Probably AJ Brown. I mean, the guy's a fucking man mountain, and he's he's ripped to his tits. He's he's huge. You're gonna be seeing um, four rookies in us. Is it four rookies in our secondary? I think it is going up against him and Devontae Smith. And again, Devontae Smith isn't the biggest, but AJ Brown pulling looks opens up Devontae Smith. It's it's going to be a fascinating challenge for these boys. Dallas Goddard. Um, Sorry, that's just Danny. Just because you're actually saying that there, I can see this being in Dallas Goddard game. You know, he's got to get. He's, I, th- I can see him playing almost a Kelsey type role. I think he's got to find himself in a bit of space there. Uh, I think it'll just depend on what kind of looks Spags is uh, kind of got to start throwing at that Eagles O line. If they start blitzing a bit more, I think Goddard is going to just be able to chip off the line and find himself in a bit of soft zone right behind. Uh, are just right in front of the secondary there, and I think he'll be able to pick up a good few yards after that's, the catch. That's when you're looking at Willie Gay Jr. and, and Nick Bolton taking a really up their game. And I mean, Nick Bolton's just an absolute machine. Um, second season, I think he's a captain already um, in that defence. And again, I know Brad touched on it. You can see him actually calling out. If he's not a captain just now, you can see him calling out the plays 
when we're on defence mm-hmm. behind behind that D line. So you can actually see him sitting doing that. And for a second year, um, a second year linebacker to be doing that is it's scary to think how how good he can get because he's only going to grow. More often than not, it's the the quarterbacks that will end up being the 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 difference makers in these games, the, the MVPs. So um, I'll let you choose then. Who do you want to 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 discuss more then? Who do you think will be the the biggest one? Is it going to be Hurts and his first um, Super Bowl, or is it going to be Mahomes um, that's going to be the one that just I think this is his third Super Bowl, isn't it? He's got chipped me shoulder since the last one. Yeah, you think his experience is going to be a wee bit too much for Hurts, or is Hurts still got that confidence of youth and the way that the team, the team itself, has been playing for the Eagles? Has he got that that mental strength to to take them through, drag them through to a Super Bowl here? I honestly, like experience counts for a lot in my book but um there's just something about the eagles and the way they've been rolling towards this i know we've had all the debates mm-hmm. all year about like have they played anybody really good and i've been part of that discussion uh, a lot of it's been trolling just because i like to wind up the eagles fans because it's funny but <laughs> you know me i, <laughs> I like the troll um but no i i'm fancying hurts to to go in there and have a good game because he has just looked cool and cool calm and collected every time he's been asked to look cool calm and collected all mm-hmm. year i know the super bowl is a different kind of beast um but mahomes won it when he was there on his first time joe burrow never won it but he looked pretty good last year for us he did almost did it <laughs> kind of thing and he just came up short against a very good rams team um mm-hmm. yeah for me though i think that hurts just with the weapons he has round about him and rookie that's the other thing too is like talking about the experience as studs you just alluded to you have a lot of rookies in your secondary and we have you know guys like aj brown and goddard on the other side of the ball coming up against them so i could see hurts having a bit of a day possibly that's not to say that mahomes won't have a day too i think it's going to be pretty high scoring um but i think hurts is the guy for this one if i have to pick (laughs) Well, we spoke about this last night. The over-under was sitting at 51 yesterday. So, unless you know, the bookies don't think it's going to be particularly high scoring. And I think you've mm-hmm. actually got to look back at the last two trips uh, to the Super Bowl for Mahomes, and his stats are pretty poor at best. I think his passer rating or whatever it is is... I, I actually don't remember it off the top of my head. I was trying to find it out there quickly, but it, it's it's pretty low, especially for my home standard. It, it's actually sort of average QB sort of. <laughs> his part, his touchdown inter, uh, interception ratio isn't he particularly great either in the Super Bowl. Although we know he can step up and do that fourth sort of quarter magic, and you know he's got mm-hmm. that in his sleeve. But again, getting up against a beast like the Eagles, who to me are a better team through the first 11, first 22, whatever you want to say, both sides of the ball. I think all those like the Eagles guys commented on last night, probably their weaknesses, their depth and strength. They don't really have a lot of them. They, their first team goes down, they're going to be struggling. So, yeah, although Mahomes has been there, he's not exactly Sean. Although he's won MVP, you could look at his stats of that game and say, well, really, was it deserved? Probably for his fourth quarter alone. Uh, if you're doing it with anything, so yeah, I, 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 I fancy the Eagles, but I don't know if it'll be Hurtsville MVP. Yeah, I, I think one well, of the things with Mahomes that, that seemed to be the issue, that, just having a quick look when you mentioned that there, Danny, was the number of turnovers that he's had in the Super Bowls, and it could be the, the nerves that they're getting to him. And the one that he won, he finished with 26 or 42 and 286 yards with uh, three total touchdowns. Um, but then for the one against the Bucks when they lost, Super Bowl 55, 26 for 49, pretty similar stats there in 270 yards, but with two interceptions um, and failing to throw a touchdown pass in the game. Um, but that on, was the big difference there. On, on that side, you've also got to remember the fact that of he's through for 270 odd yards, but he's probably ran for about 5,000 that day. It was ridiculous. There was no O line, he was going side to side. You had 
you had running backs letting the ball hit their face mask whilst he's flying mm-hmm. through the air. Um, <laughs> Daryl Williams, I've still not forgave you for that one. Um, so it's it, was that I, the, I said, the greatest what, incomplete pass in the world? Was that that, that was, one? That was that one. I it was. I mean, it was frightening to see the angle of his body whilst he's still. And the thing is, he still put incomplete. That still incomplete, but he put it on the money. The, the receiver's got to catch it. It's on complete. the money. Do you know what I mean? So well, even, it should even be on the body one. rather than the face. So I mean, I don't know if got, it's on the money. Got to adjust. You've got to be able to adjust <laughs> when your quarterback's mid air. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Even the first one, obviously, I fourth quarter alone. I I'll be honest. I'm nodding my head when I say should it when Danny was saying should have got MVP. There is an obvious argument for his fourth quarter um, heroics. We that jet chip wash play changed the whole complex of that game. Nick Bose is charging him down and he launches that ball straight into Tyreek Hill 40, 50 yards downfield. For me, the only other player on that day that you could have argued for MVP was Damien Williams. Damien Williams had an absolute tremendous day that day. I think he got two touchdowns, 120-something yards, something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. He he was the the argument um, for MVP that day, but I think probably more recency bias in the fact that Mahomes come back whereas Williams was doing it throughout the game and keeping us yeah. moving in the game. Mahomes had his fourth quarter come back to kind of... Did Mahomes no rush a touchdown in that day as well, actually? You tell us. Better than us. <laughs> I, was I, think, I, th- I think Mahomes rushed in the first <laughs> touchdown for us that day. And, um, but, but you I see my kind of point there, though, and you've just sort of said it, you know, out of eight quarters that he's played in the Super Bowl, he's had one good quarter. Aye, but you can give him a for me. You can give him a pass in the Tampa one because that we were so banged up on O line against the number one defense um, in the league that year. Now I'm just we're against no, we're against the number he one. He shot it. His ball <laughs> went and he shot it. He Aye. went up against the goat and he shot it. No, that loss was not in Mahomes. He did everything physically possible to get us moving that day. Um, so and again. <laughs> This time, our O-line isn't banged up. Mm-hmm. We've spent money on it. It's It kept them clean against a very good Bengals defence in the championship game where you've got the likes of Trey Henricks who had been dominating people um, on on the Bengals side. So hopefully these guys can keep them clean again. My, my worry is probably, and again, I said this on the pod on Tuesday, my worry is probably Hassan Reddick, what we're going to do to deal with him. Um, are we going to put Orlando Brown Rene, is he going to be the one that's going to be responsible for it? Are we going to put a Noah Gray in there or a Jody Forston? And we all seen how that went when the last backup tight end for the 49ers went in to protect the quarterback. So, I I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how they deal with Hassan Reddy. Well, we've got the experience of Mahomes playing in his third uh, Super Bowl um, against the, the relative rookie QB and at a Super Bowl and uh, Hearts. That is kind of mirrored in the coaches as well. Um with the uh, old Andy Reid and uh, Siriani uh, up against each other. How do you think that one's gonna come out um between the two? Is uh, Andy Reid been holding stuff back, Danny, for the for this matchup? Maybe some things that um Siriani's side maybe not seen, or how do you think this is gonna go? Oh, undoubtedly. In fact, it's no stuff he's holding back. It's stuff he's probably thinking about in the morning. He's doing his morning dump, reading the paper, and he'll come up <laughs> with a play there and then. He'll just see it in the drips as it running down his shower curtain or something like that. It'll be like one of these scenes <laughs> in a beautiful mind, you know, just all of a sudden glare up to him and go, ah, that, and that's the play, you know. that That's the genius of Andy Reid. Yeah, but... Again, it's one of these things, though, it's always sort of the first 15 plays are all scripted and they're the ones you're going to see how they then play. And I'm pretty sure they'll have a trick play up their sleeve. But, again, it's it's just going to be absolutely fascinating going up against that Eagles D, though. Because, again, I think it's a different beast that we've probably seen all season. I don't think they're really went up against. And Well, yeah, I'd say they're probably not going up against a team just as dominant as that. I know Lou Amar, I know uh, it's... Uh, set the Bengals up well, but again, I think mm-hmm. just look at talent, particularly in that D-line, you're talking about, you're worrying about uh, Hassan Reddick, 
Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Josh Sweat. Uh, who's the other one? I've, I've definitely forgot another one in there. But you know what? Sue I mean? in there as well. Sue, yeah, it, they, they, they can rush the passer from many, many different places. If you want to put Orlando Brown on Reddick, that's fine. He's just got to pull him out of position, leave a glimmering gap somewhere, and Fletcher Cox or Brandon Graham will find their way in there as well. So, uh, yeah, I, it's got to be fascinating to see what he comes up with. But yeah, he, that wily old cat, that old fox that he is, has definitely come, got to come up with quite a few trick plays. I can see uh, for this. It's not going to be a ring a ring of rosies though this time. Uh, I, I think. <laughs> what 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 would be pretty cool if they did pull out the Philly special on them though? I've heard, I've heard somebody say that. In fact, um, I have heard on a podcast this week that would be fantastic to see the Chiefs pulling the Philly special on them. That but with a twist. With a, with a, a twist oh. while... while Aye, it'll be Caelan Saunders charging in for a touchdown or something like that for the defensive <laughs> line. <laughs> yeah. He'll be, be your centre or something like that. He'll be made Aye. eligible or something like that and find his way I wonder if he'll touch down instead. Yeah. I was gonna say, I wonder if you'll try the the Kelsey thing he did against us. Remember the lateral? Mm-hmm. Remember the lateral attempt against us in the championship game when the pass went to Kelsey. The pass went to Kelsey. Oh, I Kelsey tried the lateral. Oh, the the hook and ladder. Aye, hook and ladder. Aye, yeah. Aye, and he fumbled it essentially. Yeah. So I, I, it would, it genuinely wouldn't surprise me. I think the snow globe was, I think that was just done purely because it was the Raiders, um, essentially. So I, I think doing that against a, a divisional rival was, was where that kind of came from. I can't see as, people say it's disrespectful. For me, I just seen it as a bit of fun, a bit of a laugh. Was it um, no reference to the bus going round the? Remember they drove around. I've, I've heard, I've heard that as well. So a couple of seasons <laughs> well, ago with the. When the, if Ra- when that, the Raiders, if the, Ra- <laughs> the Raiders did it to you, you'd be raging, mate. Don't even lie. <laughs> but we, we, you, you were raging. Did they not do something on your wee logo or something like that once? And you were like, oh, get your knickers on a wee twist about it. Just admit it. I did they know did they know start doing their team talk on the on I think I was laughing about it to be fair, like, did their team talk on the logo, but that seemed hmm. to be the kind of done thing that season. The Raiders were the only ones. What did we have to be seeing about? We went out and dominated them. And even in that play, I don't really see what the Raiders have got to be complaining about because it got called back for a flag and then we scored a touchdown in the next play. Um, so was it, it was that your third, fourth, fifth or sixth down? Right, gentlemen, we've, we've, we've covered the Super Bowl extensively this week. Um, let's get to the, the real, real important parts of the, the Super Bowl, the halftime show. Uh, Riri oh, is going to be doing it. I've got a <laughs> copy of the the official program here, and uh, I don't know if you can see it on the back there, but she's looking like what was it? Uh, the thing with the Grouch face, Sesame Street. The Grouch face, Sesame Street, or the oh, Grinch a wee bit there. Um, what's your alternative predictions for the the Super Bowl? What mishap do you think is going to happen? What outrageous thing do you think could be? Everybody's talking about um, after the match that it's got nothing to do with the actual game. Jackson Mahomes storms the stage and tries some fucked up TikTok dance next to her and is rugby tackled by seven big security guards brought to the ground with a broken leg. I can all but wish. And all right to applause. I don't know, don't know if I want to get broken leg or something, but aye, that would be pretty funny to be fair. <laughs> I don't want to see anybody getting hurt do you know what I mean but, uh, aye, that would I'll be make exceptions <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know with costume slippage again Janet Jackson style oh yes I, 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 I was thinking, I was thinking that there's, there's got to be a nip slip in this in here somewhere from you? So, Nip slip. <laughs> oh, there'll definitely be one for me in the casino. There's no doubt about that but amount of drink. <laughs> I was going to say, do you remember the last time? Sorry, this is going to have to. Have you mind the last time we watched the Super Bowl together? You end up spewing oh, in the toilets, and I was the I, one that got banned for drinking. <laughs> Who did I, that one work? <laughs> I, I literally did not see the second half. I sat for with my head on the table for the full second half. Oh, no. <laughs> I could not even see. <laughs> so that, ladies and gentlemen, is why we're having that. Uh, 
podcast before the Super Bowl, <laughs> not one post match. I post match. <laughs> have a space post post match. Chiefs weren't in that one, so I wasn't giving a shit. <laughs> yeah, the other big thing, the uh, big news for the weekend coming up is you've got the trailers for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, The Flash, uh, Flash, Fast X, Ant Man, The Wasp, Quantum Mania, The Little Mermaid, guys. My favourite Disney movie. I'm not even joking about that. <laughs> uh, There's some excitement elemental. about that one. Run my house. Listen, it's, uh, a, it's a redhead thing. Girl. You just would yeah. never get it. She's got redhead. They still got a redhead. I know there was nah, a lot of outcry for yeah, the video that goes online. I just don't get rid of African American. Yeah, it's officially, <laughs> it's officially, it doesn't matter. It's, you know, skin color does not matter for this. Even though we talked about being the it was the Aryan leader, Taylor Swift or whatever it was you said earlier. Targaryen, Targaryen, Targaryen. Missable, missable. Thank you, Danny, for that save. Um, that's getting edited out anyway. By the way. <laughs> We're glad it was live on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> um, aye, that's uh, all the wee razzmatazz around it. Looking forward to the trailers, um, watching them whilst hungover in a, on Monday morning, oh, no. watching all them. That's got to kill me. Can you imagine watching the Garden of the Galaxy trailer and we rock at the raccoon and stuff? I've got to be in tears. Dungeons and Dragons as well. Transformers, oh. there's another Transformers. Friday of the Beasts. One we've all been waiting for, guys, isn't it? Starring the Alan McGregor oh. and the Sean Watson. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to talk to Sean Watson. <laughs> Come on, Daddy, man. Raise yourself. Terrific, terrific. Right. I was, I was I last we'll, going to we'll... say, Daddy, don't. And then he fires <laughs> it straight away. Moving swiftly on, we've got our statistic of the week. Over to you, Stu. Statistic of the week. week. <laughs> so we're going back to the Super Bowl with this one, obviously, seeing as it's the Super Bowl week. Um, so this one, the teams wearing white jerseys have won 15 of the last 18 Super Bowls. And so that uh, with the exception of three teams, one of them was uh, the Packers beating the Steelers, the Eagles beating the Pats, and then the Chiefs beating the Niners, they were wearing red then. The thing is, is the Chiefs have wore red in all of their Super Bowl appearances, I think, so you, you've only won, have you oh, not? Oh, no, sorry. Oh, no, we had, in we recent had years, game. recent years. Oh, yeah, yeah, recent years, sorry. Um, so, yeah, you've won one of the three so far in recent years, so we'll see how you do this weekend because you're in red again, aren't you, studs? No, we're all white. No, You're all white. You're all white. white. I thought it was our that's way around. We're white that's, on see, white. That's the... That's the be um, marginal gains that you'd think that Andy Reid would be looking at. Right. Like the film that he watches, he would just he'd notice that and go, just that wee bit a psycho psychological edge that we're going to get with the other team. Right. Um, I think the all time record something like twenty nine white to fifteen coloured jerseys as right. well. So, so it's, it's definitely in favour of the the white team. However, as I just said, the uh, the Eagles did win wearing green a few years ago, so they do have previous for bucking the trend. Yeah. Nah, we're mm-hmm. white and white gold end zones from what I've seen as well. So they look yellow. pretty sweet. Sort of yellow. yellow. Gold, yellow. <laughs> try, to make it, try to make it fancier. Stop polishing that turd, right? <laughs> yellow. <laughs> um, that leaves us just to bring this uh, monstrosity to <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh guys, thank you very much. I've had an absolute blast with you. Hey, remember you we have our competition over on our Twitter. That's the pinned tweet, you can get it there. Retweet, like, and tag in three pals, and you've got a chance of winning a NFL Nike um team jersey, a bobble hat, and a Wilson NFL replica ball. Um preview pods are there, they're fantastic. We'll have a listen and as I said, we'll have some Twitter spaces over the weekend. Love you to get involved, some questions uh, for that, and we'll have our live build up on Sunday afternoon. Um studs, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure, my friend. I hope you have a, a wonderful weekend. Um, however it way it goes for you. Ah, cheers, man. Fingers crossed it's positive and I can console Kev and there's a cries in his beer whilst I laugh. I hope you and the, the rest of the Canadians watching it have a, a wonderful time. Are you doing anything special for it? 
Well, it's Pamela's birthday as well, so we're going to just be having a few drinks in the house, watching the game, and then having a birthday cake after it. Pavlova, actually, so it's not really a cake, but uh, she loves Pavlova, so I'm going to make that for her Fantastic. on Sunday. You are an absolute keeper, my friend. I'll just point something nice... out. I was just going to say, I'll just point oh. something out. We missed our score predictions because of all oh. that chaos with the, the cauliflower and the possible <laughs> Nazi support. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else, we missed our score predictions for the game. Oh. This this episode is the lost episode, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> that is not making it to podcast form. I'll tell you that right now. Um, I'm calling it thirty-one twenty-eight Eagles. <laughs> we'll get our score predictions put up on the Twitter um, over the the weekend. Uh, Dancer, I cannot wait to see you on Sunday, my friend. It's going to be awesome. Honestly, I'm absolutely buzzing for it. It's just. Monday off work as well. It's just something to look forward to. I, all the week for me, this has been like the carrot and the donkey, and uh, we're almost there. Cannot wait to see you. Amazing. Um, thanks very much for listening. Um, you can like and subscribe on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitch. Just search Grid Iron Crew, I R N C R U. Um, have a wonderful weekend. Look forward to speaking to you all next week. Thanks for listening.